Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back. Episode 26. I actually got it wrong on my thing. I almost said 25 again. Episode 26, Michigan wow, Brews. 26. 26. Half a year, I think, right? Getting close. Whatever. Yeah. Um, missing Brian tonight. Hopefully he's going to join us. Um, he had some some life things come up, so he's going to hopefully pop in soon. Um but uh, yeah, so tonight we're talking AHA, American Homebrewers Association. Uh, I reached out and randomly found some that we found had uh, some AHA members, uh, two governing members in Michigan. Um, so we we're going to bring those ladies in and uh, start talking to AHA, figure out what, what the AHA is, um, what our governing members do for us, uh, and the benefits and things like that. Um, so let's, let's get them in. We have uh, Amy Martin from Frankfurt. And we have Gail Milburn from Dearborn. Now, as I said before the show, I'm not really sure what a governing member is, but I looked up in the AHA and found that Michigan has two uh, governing members living in Michigan. And uh, and so I reached out to you guys, and thank you so much for, for joining us and, and hanging out with us tonight. So um, let's do some some intros first and, and get into, uh, Gail, if you can tell us who you are and, and, and a little bit about yourself. I've been a home brewer for almost 20 years now. Um, basically like IPAs and British beers um, and sours. Um, let's see, I'm a BJCP Grandmaster Judge, been judging since 2004. Uh, I was a pro brewer for a little while. Um, just a lot of beery things. Nice. And then Amy, how about you? Um, yeah, so I've been homebrewing, I think, for nine years. Um, I currently am employed by Stormcloud Brewing Company here in Frankfurt, Michigan. I am their marketing assistant as well as their membership coordinator. Um, I'm also a freelance beer writer. I most recently had four homebrew columns published um, by Boulder Weekly out in Boulder, Colorado. And awesome. I write a beer education blog on the side. So yeah, also a lot of beery things, I would say. That's awesome. <laughs> that is super cool. Um, what magazine did you say you wrote for? Um, it was Boulder Weekly. Boulder Weekly? Okay. Yep. I've got a friend. He's a sometime viewer. He might even be watching tonight. He does. He writes more beer can review, brewery collectible stuff. So I, I, I got a couple of his magazines or articles that he's written. So that's neat. Nice. So um, why, why uh, I guess just to jump into that a little bit, why, why Boulder Weekly? Are you, are you from Colorado or? I am that, not. No, I'm a um, Michigander through and through. All right. <laughs> um, I saw that um, Dr. J, I don't know if you're familiar with her through the BA, but she posted something about um, a looking for a homebrew columnist and I messaged her and she connected me with the editor there and, it just all kind of fell together. It was pretty random, but it, it was a really awesome opportunity to be able to interview hop growers and brewers and things outside of my general region, you know, to just learn more about the brew scene out in Colorado. That's awesome. I mean, really it's, it's a lot of the same reasons why we started this or how we started this. It was really just a fluke and it happened. And, and now we're going to talk to, to brewers and, uh, you know, yeast owners and um, people like yourselves. And it's been really cool to, to get to meet people and talk to people, but we focused more on Michigan. And now I'm thinking about um, what happens if we ever want to go outside of Michigan, 
And so yeah. we might wind up doing some not Michigan Brews episodes. <laughs> <laughs> big stamp on um, the logo. Right. Yeah. Put a big red cross through it. <laughs> not Michigan Brews. Um, but no, that, that, so that's awesome. So what, uh, what do you guys do? What, what does being a governing member of the AHA involve? Well, Amy and I both were just elected um, for this last year. So we haven't served yet a whole year. So we're okay. still learning a lot. Um, but basically, you know, our job is to kind of take things in from the AHA and bring things from the membership to the AHA. So it's kind of, we kind of do a, a two-way street. Um, we don't have any kind of oversight with the American Homebrewers Association. We're just there as an advisory group. Um, and each of us, there's, I think, 12 of us right now, um, and each of us brings something different to the table. So I, I, there's a lot of good conversation that happens, um, but um, a lot of the things are that are happening, especially now with COVID and budgetary constraints, are really out of our hands. And we're just trying to figure out how what we can do to keep the AHA going and, and moving forward. Amy, I'm sure you've got a lot of other things to say about that. Yeah, well, um, I guess the fact that we were elected pretty much right when COVID started has really, I think, shaken up what we would normally be doing. Um, pretty early on in serving, we would have gone to HomebrewCon and had... Um, at least a day's worth of meetings. I can't remember if it's longer than that, but we would have, yeah, really been initiated more. And I think um, been able to connect with people, not that we aren't connected, it's been interesting and kind of fun connecting with people via Zoom, but um, yeah, I, I still feel slightly out of my element just because we haven't all had a group meeting in person sure. together. Yeah. I, I think what Gail said is is exactly what we do. We're we're kind of a bridge between the membership and the um, the staff of the OHA. And I I do feel like the staff is really open and really ready to listen to what members have to say, and that makes our job pretty pretty wonderful. So in the past, I guess before you you got involved in the AHA and you're looking at this going, I want to be more involved. What kind of things, what, what type of things do you think were, were you looking at that could have been brought or are being brought from the governing committee, uh, committee uh, to the AHA? Gail, do you want to go? Wow. <laughs> I'm going to have to think about that one. Amy. <laughs> okay. I don't mean um, to put you on the spot. I guess part of why I ran is because I felt like my experience with marketing and writing and in the industry um, gives a slightly different perspective. And I felt like I could aid with some of those things where maybe the AHA was lacking a little bit with communication between members and um, just continue to really help with the magazines. I'm or G. I think it's, a phenomenal magazine and I just love it to is. support it any way I can. It, it is. I, I do. It's one, I think it's one of the only publications I get in paper still just because I like, 
I don't know. I just like touching that one and holding it and yeah. having a stack of time or two <laughs> on the table. So totally. <laughs> I, um, I think I've had a lot of contact with clubs around Michigan and my club is Motor City Mashers out of Taylor area. And, you know, part of what we do is we have a Michigan consortium that goes to the Michigan homebrew um, conferences and we serve at club night and whatever. So it gives me an opportunity to get to know a lot of different homebrewers from around the state. And then we have a couple of Southeast Michigan competitions that are, um, you know, inter-club competitions. And then I'm also uh, the head of the Michigan Mead Cup. So that gives me a lot of opportunity to get involved with mead people. And I've been a judge at Glidcap, which is the cider competition out on, in the west side. So there's just a lot of overlap between, you know, our what cider people and meat people and beer people are trying to do and trying to bring that to the AHA so that it's not just a beer focused organization, but it deals with, you know, a variety of different fermentables that they're really getting into now. That is good to hear. And uh, I will give a shout out to Motor City Mashers. I love, I, I missed hanging out with them this year. So we got, uh, the three of us usually go to Homebrew Fest. Um, and uh, Motor City Mashers always put on a good good party. Uh, great beer. Homebrew Fest is a, that's a blast. I, yeah, I'm actually, so have you have you been the last few years or? I haven't been the last two years. Okay. Let me say, I've been going for five or six and I, I feel like Motor City is one of the places I hang out the most. So I'm surprised. But again, there's a lot of beer to be had and memories get fuzzy. And, uh, um, we probably run into each other then at some point. <laughs> sure. You know, I missed actually, uh, Brian's not here, so it's, I'm off my game. Usually before we get started, we always talk about what's in the glass and I, and you just drank your, uh, your cranberry vodka and you reminded me. So, um, we, we usually talk about what beer we're drinking, if it's homebrew, what it is, what it's about. Um, so Amy, since you got some homebrew, what are you drinking? So I'm not actually drinking a homebrew today. Oh, I thought it was. Oh, look at no, that. Oh, I'm Damn. sorry. I'm drinking, <laughs> I'm drinking a wild away from storm clouds. It's work though. Hey, it's yeah, there my, you go. Yeah, it's my employer. It's my it's my general go-to beer. You know, I I can get it quite easily, and it's kind of just really? my fill-out beer. So Belgian IPA, just what That's my palate. Uh, oh, that sounds delicious. We had a homebrew. I did have a homebrew earlier today. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, we had a homebrew episode one night and I cracked the hams. So yeah, <laughs> shit happens. Uh, and then we know Gail's got the vodka and cranberry. Uh, I'd rather be drinking celebration. It can't be beer all the time, though. <laughs> what are you drinking, Jordan? Oh, you got your seltzer. Yep. Seltzer, home, homemade. It's um, blackberry. Um, came in about four and a half percent or so. So it's, it's, it's a little light. It's nice, crisp, got a good, good, you know, it's good flavor. Um, Loran flavorings, uh, for, for the seltzer seem to work amazingly. Yeah. I'm surprised at how much I'm seeing the Loran oils being used now as a beer flavoring. Have either of you guys ever heard of that? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Used it. Yeah. There's uh so there's a pro brewer. I know that, that, 
caught me on to it. And then I started playing with it. And then next thing you know, and I didn't really tell anybody, we didn't really talk about it, but it's just next thing you know, everybody, it seems like I'm running into is like uh, using Loran oils. So super, super potent. I know in a homebrew scale, I think in a keg, I use like, what is it, Jordan, half a dram or seven yeah. drops. Yeah. And I still leave. enough. Yeah. Yeah. Half a dram for five gallons of seltzer. So, and that's, yeah. So I didn't shake it up as much as I should have. The first, you know, five or six pints were a little potent, but now it's it's leveled off. So, <laughs> uh, so I got a black IPA that I brewed a while back for some competitions that never happened. Um, that was one thing. You guys are AHA, so National Homebrew didn't happen this year. Um, most homebrew competitions didn't happen this year. Um, do you guys have any insight into National Homebrew for next year? Or any any other comps? You're nodding, Gail. What do you got? <laughs> we, we do. Um, actually, the AHA just put out um, a notice. I think it was this last weekend. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with NHC this year? It's going to be quite a different format. Uh, they're going to go to a one day instead of two different rounds. They'll go mm-hmm. to just one round, multi-day, so it'll be maybe a week long. Um, judging that will be kind of GABF um, style judging and will be done probably using COVID protocols um, because it's going to be in May. And it'll be probably in Boulder at the um, Brewers Association warehouse. And all the judging will happen there. So they'll import whatever judges they need or, you know, volunteers and then the locals. Um, and it will be uh, a different fee format. It's going to be $29 per entry this time. Um, but they're looking at upwards of 5,000 entries. Wow. wow. So they're still keeping that number up there. That's crazy. Definitely. Um, so it's single single round format is what you said? Yeah, I'm not exactly sure how they've done it. I haven't judged at GFF, Um, But essentially, as I understand it, it's just going to be you know, the top one, two, three, probably of a judge panel will go on to the next panel, but it'll all be done within this one week or so period of time. Still four bottles or are they going to up the entries? Amy, do you remember? I'm not sure. I don't remember hearing. Because I think in the past, wasn't it two bottles for first round and four bottles for final table or something like that, or three bottles? Three, I believe. Three. Yeah, so I don't I don't really know how they're going to do it. I don't know if it's been announced. It is on the the information that we know is also on the AHA website. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We will put a link to that in the show uh, comments after the show. We'll get a link up to the AHA and and that specifically. I know a lot of people that watch our show and a lot of people in our club are are big in the the competition circuit and that was a big blow i mean it was cool you know our stuff got made in the hand sanitizer it was for a good cause that's fine uh, it was just a bum i mean yeah yeah i was down in indianapolis getting ready to set up for that next morning and it got called off at like 10 30 11 o'clock at night and you know we were supposed to be getting up to get going in, in a few hours really after that. And wow. Yeah. 
nobody felt comfortable going forward. Yeah, yeah, that was a crazy time and still is. Uh, I can't imagine doing, uh, you know, 5,000 beers, though, and even in one week, that's going to be crazy. Um, you know, bringing it all into one location, uh, that seems seems nuts. But I just uh, organized my first um, club competition, like BJCP, BJCP style club competition. I only had to manage 20 entries, and holy shit, <laughs> that was a, a pain in the ass. <laughs> so I couldn't imagine... 5,000 from all over the country. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I just recently, Stormcloud hosted a homebrew competition and it was like 22 entries or so. And that felt quite crazy, at least for the time being. Yeah. So with ours, what we just did is uh, I, I found four BJCP judges, but because of COVID, I actually took, there was no in person judging, it was dropped off at their homes. They judge individually. Um, that really sucked because I know judges like to talk and compare. And, and because of that, there was some vast differences in scores that I don't think we normally would have seen. Um, but we're doing the best we can to, to work through it um, just to get something out for the club. Uh, but that's cool. I did see the the Stormcloud one. Didn't get a chance to enter it. Right? Next, Next year. year. Next year. Yeah, absolutely. I'm looking forward to submitting beers next year for for competitions. For everything. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. I guess, you know, a little silver lining for me is I, I haven't brewed as much this year as I normally do anyways. Um, but we were talking, you guys have, haven't been in your uh, seats for very long. Um, how long can you generally hold, your, hold the seat? Uh, on your committee or on your board? Nine years. Three, three, three year terms. And this is the first for both of you. Yes, the, the first of our three year term. <laughs> and then you yeah, could do two more. We'll see. That's right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so who, who votes for you? Or um, how does that work? Or uh, where do you guys uh, campaign? So um, all people that vote are eligible members of the AHA. If you've paid your dues and you're part of it, then you have the right to vote for the people that represent you. Um, the The campaign trail looks like we, we submit a headshot. We submit a bio about us and why we believe that we could be beneficial on the governing committee and you're allowed to campaign on social media or however you want, but more or less, that, that's it. People get to know you either through that. And I think this year they did something a little different on the forums. They set up a forum where um, uh, club members could ask specific questions of the candidates. And that was nice to kind of be able to know what people want to know about us and then be able to genuinely share about ourselves. Okay. So seem committee members, we can't endorse anybody. No. Um, so we do know some people that are, you know, are entering for the next round of elections, but, um, you know, all we can do is lend our support to every candidate and encourage really every member to, to vote. 
kind of like American elections often are, there aren't that many people that vote. It's a small percentage. And, you know, you could really, you can really sway an election if you get a few people behind you. Right on. Yeah. Right yeah it, can, it can be difficult to engage people to, to, to get them to, to play in, you know. Um, <clears throat> pardon me. Uh, but yeah, so what, what does, uh, what does the AHA do uh, for its members? Like, what's what's your what's your purpose? What what's going on? I think the biggest thing is to promote home brewing of all beverages, whether it's beer, uh, mead, cider, now seltzer. Um, they don't take a stand on distilled beverages that I know of, uh, just because it's not legal. Um, <laughs> but really, just promoting the hobby, promoting people to be as good at it as they possibly can to get better if they choose to uh, for feedback, you know, giving them um, resources and ideas and recipes. Um, also advocating legislatively for um, states to open up their homebrewing rules and rules around shipping homebrew, uh, having competitions, moving homebrew from one home to another, things like that. Awesome. Yes. Yeah, is anybody going to get a law passed that makes this stuff legal to mail? <laughs> they have been trying for, I think, <laughs> I've been a member. <laughs> Someday? Yeah. Getting tired of mailing snow globes to Indianapolis. Um, <laughs> Samples, yeah, yeah yeast samples, uh, homebrewed soda. Um, yeah, I, you know, when I first started as a homebrewer, I was I was naive and I was I, I thought I was just doing the right thing and being completely honest with UPS. And I got shipped, you know, turned away so many times. And I'm like, how does this stuff happen? Like, mm. and then I think somebody finally told me, yeah, yeast samples, you're, you're mailing yeast samples, so. <laughs> Now my face is going to be on the UPS store wall. Right yeah, now. so watch out. <laughs> Do not ship to this guy. <laughs> yeah, we had um, one of the major shippers dump a whole bunch of Michigan Mead Cup entries one time, and I think they did for one of the competitions in Colorado, too. Um, I think it was, was it second round, Amy? Do you remember? I don't remember. It was Mazer Cup, but one of the major shippers was dumping all – everything that came to this particular address. address yeah, the location uh -huh. itself was the giveaway. I heard last year uh, NHC, um, did they, they did they have an issue with FedEx in, on the East Coast? There was something, I, I, I heard that before, like FedEx was holding a lot of entries hostage because they found out about it. And I, I think the AHA had intervened and- uh, I, I won't name the shipper, but it's yeah, one okay. <laughs> oh man um yeah it's so it's so hard you know there's the, i i understand why it's just uh you know there's competitions all over the country and um there's so much of this stuff happening i just wish they would acknowledge it and let us and, and come up with a safe way for us to do it you know if they're concerned about uh, you know, the shipping of alcohol, then, then, you know, I'll pay the extra money to do like a required 21 year old, sh uh, receiver or something, but, um, I don't know. 
It's just me. Um. <laughs> You're absolutely there. There has to be a solution. Right. So I found it yet, I guess. I was told once by, by one of the shippers that uh, they had, they, they couldn't guarantee that the, or that the receiving party had to have a liquor license. And I'm like, well, in this case they do. I mean, I was shipping it to a brewery, you know, and I'm like, and, and, and it was, I forget the name, you know, Acme Brewing Company. I'm like, it's, it's got a liquor license. <laughs> and they're like, well, we don't know that. <laughs> what can we do? Oh, anyway. Um, so that's cool to hear that NHC is going to, going to hopefully be going on this year. Um, do you know if, if, um, Gail, you said that you, you judged Mead Cup and stuff. Are you still planning on doing that this year as well? or? Uh, yeah, for 2021, we had to cancel 2020, uh, but we have a date for October of 2021. And right now it's a go. We're going to try to do it. There's been some others recently that have been able to be handled safely. We just weren't sure with our current judge pool that we'd be able to get enough good judges. Um because of situation out of our control. We're planning on it. Cool. And Glint Cap did happen, right? Glint Cap did not happen this year. Did not? Okay. I mean, I thought it did. Was it Mazer Cup? Mazer Cup happened. Yes, Mazer Cup happened. Just fairly recently. Okay. That's what it was. I know normally we have a... Uh, we have a guy in our club that watches quite a bit and, and he's uh, actually just entering the world of pro brewing and opening his own brewery, but he's, he was the meat guy before. And every time we've taught competition, he would always bring up Mazer cup and I'm surprised he's not there. Um, so we've got a question. Do you know if there um, have any plans to actually host the conference itself? I, <laughs> I was going to say, I, as of right now, I think you kind of just like also CBC Craft Brewers Conference, you're we're planning on it happening until it doesn't. And I think we're we're hoping it can be in person. But if that's not safer in the best interest of everybody there, then it will be virtual. And I don't I don't know if either of you participated in the um the virtual conference this year, but I thought it was pretty phenomenal. I think we got a lot of positive feedback about the fact that people didn't have to pay to travel and pay to be like, yeah, I guess mostly travel and staying places, but I think people enjoyed it. Yeah. I got to do a couple of sessions with, uh, or, or live streams that John was doing, but I don't think they were specifically related to the conference. Um, and that was John Moorhead. I think he did some, he did a, a, a talk about uh, judging in the future COVID um, and then I think he did a beer tasting seminar, uh, with another gentleman, but yeah, I didn't get to, to watch any of the, the actual, um, virtual conference shows. The next year was supposed to be San Diego, right? Yes. CBC and Homebrew Con. I just really want to go to both. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to go back. I work in Southern California and I haven't been in nine months. So um, I was, I was looking forward to that one because I can actually make that a work trip. 
<laughs> nice. Yeah, that's pretty great. I know, Gail, do you think that that was, my response was correct or accurate? Oh, yes. Okay, <laughs> I just want to make sure I'm not making things yeah, it, it'll, it'll happen either virtually or in person. I think they're just waiting to see what the situation is as we get closer, just like everything else. Um, but I, I thought that the virtual uh, homebrew con was pretty cool this year. At a good time. I miss talking to everybody, you know, but um, it was pretty good. And that's another benefit of being an AHA member is not only do you get to go to homebrew con, whether it's either in person or virtual, but you also get access to the seminars afterward. Um, so even if you weren't able to, you know, split yourself into two or three people at a particular time, or you couldn't make it to the 9 a.m. session because you had a little bit too much the night before, um, at least you can still, you know, um, partake in the, in the knowledge that's being shared in the seminars. And the seminars are really, they're fantastic. The people and the knowledge there is just amazing. You can geek out on anything from, I don't know, enzymes and pH to, malt selection and, and anything pretty much that you can imagine. And it's uh, it's just a really great time. And if, if homebrew um, does happen in person, it is the biggest party um, that you can imagine with about, you know, 3,000 of your closest friends because you <laughs> become friends with everybody there. It's a great time. That's the uh, homebrew community, you know, exactly. it's just so welcoming and that's what it is, a party. Yeah, yeah. that reminds me of Beer Fest. That's, yeah. you know, that's why that's what we call Beer Fest. Just, yeah, or Homebrew uh, home Festival, Michigan Homebrew Festival. Michigan Homebrew <laughs> Festival, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Are, those, uh, are those seminars like still available for people to watch from? Awesome. Are. Yeah. Where, where would they go to find those? Quite a few, quite a few years back, they have them. And I, I don't know if you had to be a member at that time or if, I don't think so. I think that you can access past pre-seminars. And we did just recently do a thing where um, now you don't have to sign up for an annual membership. You can do it month by month. So if you just want to check it out, give it a whirl, I think one month is like $3.99 or something. I don't know. I think that number's close to being right. But um, just to check it out and see the different features that you can experience being an actual member. We do have a lot of free resources, even if you're not a member, but I think to really dig in and dig deep, you want to be a member. There's so many yeah. benefits. I will say um, as, as, as a home, most of our club are, are I, I believe most, and David can correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe most of our, our members are now also AHA members. And um, in COVID, they've greatly helped us. Uh, um, we did, uh, I had to put together a, a beer trivia thing for the club once and oh my god AHA has a massive amount of beer trivia uh, questions and answers and just crazy stuff out there and then of course we had the AHA uh, we had um, a, a lady I can't remember her name right now she was from I think Seattle came on and did a sensory tasting with us um, that was that was through the AHA and Annie Annie that does sound Jill or Shauna no Shauna I think it was Annie. Um, Annie, Annie's a who? Yeah, she. <laughs> David set it up. He's watching. He might. He can tell us. Tell me if he remembers. But um, 
yeah, she was super cool. Uh, whoever it was, you know, we got to taste different items, even virtually and try different beers. Um, and, uh, and he just posted the link. Thank you, David. So presentations. Yep. <laughs> He's on it for us. Um, David's the, the president of our local homebrew club, Keepers of Craft. So, oh, nice. um, but yeah, no, it was, it was super cool uh, with what the AHA does for us. And then what are some of the other benefits that we get? Uh, discounts, right? Yeah. Oh, David says it was Shauna. Oh. Shauna Cornier. Okay. Thanks. We also love Shauna. Yeah, she was, it, it was fun. It was, I think we had, we did that in August, September, after we'd been, we, we hadn't seen each other for a long time. So it was still fun. I think we had like 18 or 20 people on the, the meeting. It was, it was neat. Tried beer. Ate chocolate, coffee, and citrus. <laughs> sounds almost perfect. I was going right. to say that sounds excellent. Right on. Um, so you were asking about other benefits, uh, discounts. Yeah. A lot of breweries have discounts, either uh, beer discounts, merchandise, depending upon the state laws. Um, yeah. There's a, an app that you can get called Brew Guru, and it'll let you know if you're in the area of a brewery that's part of the Brewers Association. Um, there's, for clubs, you can get um, homebrew insurance uh, through the, the AHA, which is something that Crispy Fry, um, another Michigan former GC member, he fought for a long time to try to get that going and, and finally did. Um, gosh, there are a lot of, a ton of recipes, a ton of resources, um, a lot of beer history, a lot of mead history, a lot of Ken Schramm stuff is up there. Um, it's, it's pretty amazing how much of a resource the American Homebrewers Association is once you really dig into it. Right on. What other benefits? I don't. I, I well, I was just going to follow up with the beer history stuff. I write um, for our members at Storm Cloud uh, monthly, like beer history piece, and I quote so much from the AHA. It's it is a wealth of knowledge. It's incredible. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. I've 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 dug into the website before. Like I said, uh, find ideas, find topics, and yeah, the recipes. Um, you know, just to compare recipes. I, I, I like to, to go out there and see what other people are doing with, um, you know, pale ales or styles, what, what type of things they're putting in and things like that. And it's good to, to be able to browse a bunch of recipes. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Um, I use that resource frequently. Yeah. There's Homebrew Day in May, uh, Learn to Homebrew Day. Homebrew Day, right. Um, uh, Mead Day in August. So there's a lot of opportunities for camaraderie and, and teaching others and learning more about homebrew. I know our club goes to Adventures in Homebrewing mm -hmm. uh, in Taylor or in Ann Arbor um, to have a group brew and eat and drink and share a lot of information on those days. It's, that's a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah, big brew days are always um, an amazing experience for me just to see how everybody else brews. Like you get into your habits, you're doing your thing. 
um, but to see why people do something differently and then be able to talk to them about it. It's the same thing like going to homebrew fest, you know, and, and what you guys said about homebrew con, I can't imagine like going to homebrew fest, being able to talk to 300 brewers um, that are all eager to share their knowledge and their information, their recipes um, to have, you know, to, to scale that up to that huge, I, I think it would be um, super amazing. I'm, I'm, I'm going to try to make it one of these days. Yeah. Um, let's see. You know, you mentioned at the beginning that yeah. we're, the, you know, Amy and I are currently two members uh, on the governing committee for Michigan, but you know, Michigan's got a long history of representation on the, the GC. You know, Ann Arbor Brewers Guild, they have put forward so many people on the governing committee over the years, you know, from... Graham and uh, Jeff Renner and Jeff Rankard. Um, I know I'm missing probably, you know, a dozen people, um, but it seems like Michigan has always been represented on the governing committee, at least as long as I've known that the governing committee has existed. I didn't know about that, about uh, Rankard. He actually just, the, the competition I just mentioned, Jeff was one of my judges. Um, that's did a great cool. job. So, Jeff, if you're watching, thank you again so much. Uh, I literally dropped a case of beer on his front step, and uh, we never got to meet because of COVID. Um, I talked to his wife for a brief second from, like, 10 feet away. Uh, yeah. But, yeah, super cool. Uh, appreciate all that he did. I actually talked to Jeff and um, Adam Hansen. God damn it. I'm going to mess this up and piss him off. Let me look it up real quick. Uh, they were my judges. <laughs> Alexander Hansen uh, and, and Jeff judge for me. And, and I'm hoping that we can do an episode in the future with them to talk about BJCP um, and uh, kind of what pain I put them through <laughs> judging this recent competition. Um, and then you keep mentioning Ken Schramm and the Mead. So if, if uh, we are yet to do a Mead episode, right, Jordan? Yeah, no, we haven't yet. No. There's no, an idea. To, to say, I need to connect with Ken. Something in the future. I yeah. know, and then and you run the Mead Cup, Gail. So we may be back in touch. Um. We have huge Mead resources in Michigan. It is amazing. Yeah. No, it's it's been something that I have. You started getting into it, Jordan. What's yeah. that? Meads. The Meads. Yeah. Yeah, I got one on a carboy right now. Hey. Yeah. yeah. I I did one. Uh, shoot, last year. We were trying to get into meads for the Michigan uh, Michigan Beer Cup this year, so I, I was trying to crank through some and womp. Now I got mead, so not can't be too upset. That's right. <laughs> so we, we've already had KGB on, and we've already done all of our trash talking. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, we, we've had Nikki D on from the Michigan Home uh, Michigan Beer Cup, and uh, Nikki and I have done all kinds of trash talking. Um, so keepers of craft last year. Uh, we did not win the Michigan Beer Cup um, because we lost to Mead. Um, if, if the Michigan Beer Cup was just rated on beer, we would have won. Um, but because of the Mead that KGB put forth, they kicked our ass. And, uh, and so um, I kind of – we went back to the club, uh, me and Jordan and David and some of the other guys at the festival and said, all right, everybody uh, – 
get your head out of your ass and start making some meat. <laughs> like if this is yeah. where we've got to come, you know, compete, God damn it, this is where we're going to compete. So I think we all have meads going in anticipation of that, but thankfully I think they'll all still be good for next year. So. Oh, absolutely. Wonderful thing about me is age as well. Cause uh, we are coming for the Michigan beer cup. <laughs> come for the Michigan meat cup too. I would, I would love to. So I've only done one that I'll, I'll, I'll take credit for. And it was just a, I just, um, it was nine points, David, not 10 point. Yeah. Less than 10 points. Um, uh, I just did a, a no water added uh, blueberry mead. Um, who the, the other guy that's, that's supposed to be here that I, I was hoping would jump in Brian. He's the, out of the three of us, I think he's the big mead guy. Yep. Um, and so taking his direction and i think he follows a lot of of um similar style as ken tram you know like the dessert meads and stuff like that but um we were just we were just tasting my mead last week and he told me i should put it in something so i had to figure out what category it fits into and when we'll get it in michigan mead cup next year do it so you said october yep September. Nice. um the uh, registration September don't have an exact date yet, but um, if you like it on Facebook, the Michigan Meat Cup, that's where I post all of the updates. Um, and what we've been experiencing is that registration has been full within eight hours. So, wow. how, how many, how many entries do you accept? Uh, we did uh, 150 last year. We're going to do, I think 165 this year and, so we'll probably try to do a little bit more. It just depends on our judging pool. There was a, a homebrew competition that opened up a few weeks ago in Texas that was open to national entries. And I posted that on Keepers. And I said, hey, guys, here's competition that's going to happen. And I think it's like two or three hours later, it was sold out. So, yeah, people are so into it right now. I mean, we miss it. I, I you know. Yeah no competitions this past year yeah, um, so many few opportunities now i know yep. and and i couldn't get up that you know and i so with the storm cloud one do you accept mail entries we do we didn't know we did until this year because no one has ever asked but yes we do and we See. we had some kind of from the whole midwest i I feel like the winner was from Ohio. I might be confused, but I know we had high-ranking Ohio and Indiana beers. Nice. But plenty of delicious Michigan beers, darn it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, right on. Well, I want to open up. We, we, we have a few people watching. If anybody's got any questions about the AHA or for Amy or Gail, you know, feel free to drop them in the comments. Um, other than that, I need to get me another beer real quick. So if you mind me, I'm going to roll over here. Yep. So I guess to get to know you guys a little bit more, why don't you go uh, off and tell us uh, like what your preferences are, uh, what you like to brew, if you brew. Um, yeah. What, what's your favorite beer? What's your go-to? Like our go-to to brew or our go-to... I assume sure. you brew, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, my my personal favorite is a Midwest or a Western IPA. Um, I just love 
things that are happy. And that's what first got me into beer. Um, I prefer things on the drier side and I'm okay with the solid malt backbone and that's what I like to drink. So it's what I like to brew. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of with you there. I, I prefer a little bit more of the West coast myself. Yeah. Um, I'm, Yeah, what do you like? My uh, my Desert Island beer is a Sierra Nevada Pale Ale. Hell yeah, girl. <laughs> <laughs> um, but to brew most of the Pale Ales I use and a lot of British beers. I really like British Milds, and I've been working on a couple of recipes for British Milds that I have it dialed in as close as I think I can get it uh, without actually, you know, getting fresh ingredients from uh from london yeah totally um what's your, uh, what's your go-to yeast on the british uh, i like 002 002 nice mm -hmm. right now i started this year i was going to brew a very smile because it's a really underrepresented category and yeah. uh, i was trying to dial one in but and i i really enjoyed the one that i brewed but uh, i think i used london ale so I need to check out O2. I I like to I like to be able to drink more than one. Right. So you know if if I can make a good beer that comes in at four four point two percent, I'm going to have a number of them, and I'm still going to be able to put a sentence together. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Unlike if I have a couple of two hearteds, you know, I'm probably not going to put many two many sentences together. Yeah, I'm 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 with you there. Like I said, you know, I'm drinking seltzer, which was you know under five percent. The more more I brew, the more I appreciate those you know delicate, well balanced beers. Truly, if it's sessionable and complex, that's gorgeous. Absolutely right. Yeah, I you know you say that about the seltzers. No, they're easy to drink and they're light and they're not not filling. But I think the worst episode that we had was a seltzer episode. <laughs> yeah, Define words. Wait, I need to know what that means. Uh, it was just the the. I think we lined up like eight seltzers and they go down so easy and they're like, oh, it's only four and a half five percent. You know, which yeah, you guess <laughs> you just pound through them and you know we're we're giving our feedback and we're talking about different flavors and the body and clarity and all the next thing you know it's a rough night yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pound in eight seltzers in an hour and a half yeah and yeah <laughs> so i mean uh but yeah i totally agree I'm, i i think when i started home brewing i started brewing all these seven eight percent you know it was all everything was big and bold and um now i'm finding myself going back and and you know, cutting that green bill a little bit and trying to get it down in that four and a half, five range. So I can have a couple, especially now I have a, a, a kegerator. I finally upgraded my game and, and having it on tap is dangerous. So yeah, can't, yeah everything can't be 7%. <laughs> so with, um, with your positions, do you guys engage much around Michigan or, or um, how does, how do people in the Michigan area, I guess, get in contact with you? You said you, you guys kind of are the voice or the pass things on. What's a good way for people to get uh, in touch with you on that? We lost someone. 
but oh jordan he'll be right back okay um so for me where i currently live i miss living in grand rapids for the accessibility but um where i currently live it's actually quite hard to connect with people in the homebrew community i'll go up to traverse city we have you brew up there um but honestly the best way is to email me i get a lot of um national homebrewers that contact me through my instagram which is polka dots underscore no polka dots underscore pints yeah um and that's that's truly who talks with me the most are just people that find me on instagram and chat with me if you are from michigan like probably most of the viewers are please feel free to email me um amy at stormcloudbrewing.com i am all ears and i'm very open to hear um Gail, go for it. Um, I, I actually have a, a really old AOL account because I'm old. Um, <laughs> and it's M-I-L-B-U-R-N-G-A at AOL.com. Anybody can email me there. Um, it's also on the, um, our emails, I believe, are also on the uh, governing committee website. And mine's also on the BJCP website. Um, I'm the assistant exam director so um, okay. and we'll get that stuff posted in comments for people in the, that catch the show later they can check that out um and then yeah if if, uh, if you want to get in contact with them we'll have their contact information up on our show site um it looks like david threw in a last minute question so would the aha be able to connect us with bjcp judges for future competitions is that something that they can do yes um, in fact, if the competition is sanctioned um, by the BJCP, then uh, the coordinator for the competition is sent a list of BJCP judges that are usually in the Michigan to Michigan, Ohio, Indiana, Wisconsin area. What does it take to be sanctioned? Pardon me? What does it take to be sanctioned? Uh, $25. <laughs> and... Uh, uh, you just go to bjcp.org. There's a link there. You have to fill out a couple of things saying how you're going to run your competition. Um, you know, there's some some rules that you should follow. Um, and 25 bucks, it gets you up on the on the calendar. You can choose whether to post it on the calendar or not. Whether you want other people and other clubs to know about your competition. And then there's a whole list of people that. Uh, the coordinator is given to contact for judging. But a lot of judges, especially in Michigan, because there aren't a whole lot of competitions, they really watch that competition schedule for sanctioned competitions. And once your competition goes up there on the schedule, people will be contacting you because uh, they want their judging points. Yeah. Interesting. Right on. It's good to know. And there's Brian. Hey. <laughs> Uh, hi, can you guys hear me okay? Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. <laughs> Got that hi, hi me, uh, Gail, Amy. Hi. Sorry I'm late. I uh, had some things come up. <laughs> I was listening to the show, though. So, Brian, do you have any questions? Because I think we were just about to wrap up. but Yeah, I figured. Uh, I figured I'd pop on and, and say hi real quick. I, I just got home, but... Um, no, nothing that I don't think got answered. Did, did you talk about... I know you guys had talked about... Uh, um, and maybe Gail, this is specifically for you because it's more like mead related, like uh, like Shrams. You know his like fruit meads, how they're very strong, very sweet. 
um, in a in a traditional like maybe mead competition, would that how would you enter that like as far as categories go? I mean, obviously it's like almost beyond what like a like a sack mead is, right? Um, usually, just they're entered as if it's just one kind of honey. It's usually just a, a traditional sweet. Um, but Ken does so many malamals that that was that would generally what it would be some type of malamal depending upon what kind of fruit goes in there. Okay. Um, there's actually because of Ken, there's kind of a thing, that, um, <laughs> like a Michigan mead or uh, you know it's. Michigan meads are just known to be really big and bold and kind of sweet. Oh, interesting. So Brian, I threw that out there without you. Your your inspiration for your meads is that that is kind of Ken Tram and what you're going for, right? Yeah, yeah. Ken Tram, um, uh, Dave Anderson uh, over at Trams too. Um, he, uh, not so much anymore, but he used to be on, uh, on the mead subreddit a lot uh, talking. Uh, two very very smart guys yeah so uh, got a lot of information from them and their posts there and stuff like that so yeah cool there's also a, a michigan mead coalition uh which is like a homebrew mead club right now um and bill belair um he's the kind of the coordinator of it annie zipser's in there uh amy olson a lot of the mead mamas from oh, yeah. would you be? I love the mamas. Um, so if you, you know if, if you check out the Michigan Mead Coalition, it's a really cool idea to have you know Michigan mead makers, homemade mead makers. Right on. Yeah, I'm well familiar with Bill and his meads. That's he does some amazing, amazing meads. <laughs> yeah. Um, one other thing, maybe that I was uh, thinking of on, on the drive back home too. Um, I had said a couple of years ago, probably one of one of my goals, you know, my my bucket list goals at some point is probably to um, sit in a seat uh, like you guys are and and try to help the AHA and uh, um, try to I don't know like like I just want home brewing to to be as good as it can be and. I, I, I want to be in a position to try to help that as much as I possibly can. So yeah, we do things like this and, and I talk to people online all the time and uh, we try to bring people like you on all the time and, and how, uh, and I'm obviously not the only one in the world that feels like this. How, how would somebody like me go about trying to get like a board position like you two have? I think there's actually a couple of different ways. Um, you can you can help out the AHA on a lot of the subcommittees without being a governing committee member. Um, so if you go to the governing committee page on the American Homebrewers Association website, there's a list of subcommittees and there's links there to contact the subcommittee members uh, to volunteer. Um, and then if you wanna run, um, by November 30th of every year, uh, you just need to either nominate yourself or have somebody nominate you. And um, as Amy said earlier, a headshot and a position statement. <laughs> Truly, I I really did this as like a I don't know, feeling super gutsy and just decide to try and. It, I got it, and I I did put a lot of effort and work into it, but I really believe anyone can get it if you're passionate about homebrewing. Just go for it. 
Put your name in the hat. Seriously. I like your hair, by the way. It's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think um, that's really how we wound up being officers in our homebrew club, right? It's just yeah. to step up and say, yeah, I'll, I'm stupid enough to do that for you. Let me help. <laughs> Wait, I have a question. Oh, Brian, what are you drinking? <laughs> oh, we missed, um, yeah. So, so I uh, like to try to support local breweries while the you know shutdowns are happening and stuff like that. So right now I have a uh, a write-in ballot from Presidential, and for the life of me, I can't remember off the top of my head what hop they used. So Presidential's uh, write-in ballot series is a series of single hop IPAs um, where they try to you know showcase an individual hop. And it's one that I don't brew with often. It might be Palisade. Does I'm that checking. sound familiar? Mm-hmm. Shane is listening if she remembers. But, um, or somebody in chat remembers. Brandon's really good about remembering everything. So if he's in the <laughs> chat right now, I'm sure he'll. I'm really hoping like Jake or Kaylee from Presidential would be in listening, but I know they're not always. Um, <laughs> but yeah, Presidential is one of our local breweries here in Kalamazoo. They've been on the show before. Uh, Great folks, I see. Sh- folks. It's newer than some right in ballot. Yeah. No, I think there's a new one. But I did um, mess up, Brian, without you, and I, I totally missed the what? What are you drinking? Second. I did. So. I heard I was going to comment, and you know, shame <laughs> and everything. Shame uh, for shame. I know. Uh, Gail, you had mentioned uh, volunteer opportunities. Um, what do those look like? Like stewarding competitions and things like that, or? That's a great opportunity to get into judging and just see how competitions run. Um, And stewards are usually the lucky ones. They can taste the good beers and (laughs) eat some ciders without having to do all the writing and they don't have to taste the bad ones. (laughs) How does that work? Like there's just usually, I mean, obviously you have like a bottle or two of beer that is being split between the judges. There's just always some leftover. I've never actually stewarded or judged a competition or anything. There is uh, generally there's a little bit left in the bottle and stewards uh, can taste them as long as they stay sober and can do the math to check <laughs> the judges. Yes. <laughs> That's all right. Math, math is easy. So <laughs> we were, uh, I think the, the year before last, um, I know David and I, I don't know if Brian was, David and I were going to go over and try to help with the Michigan Beer Cup, but it was just uh I think too last minute, too late, too many other things going on. So, and it's it's funny in Michigan how the clubs, you know, they're they're over on on your side of the state. It seems like there's a dozen clubs, you know, and over here on the on the west side, there's only a few. You know, you've got uh, keepers and club hop to it, and I think the premier homebrew club, primetime. Primetime. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there's not many. Though. I mean, we're over in the Detroit area. I think you guys have over a dozen, um, and then so a lot of things seem to happen over there, and it's and, uh, and not so much over here. So we're we're trying. I know I got involved in the beer cup this year, and then nothing happened. Um, so really looking forward to next year and getting back to normal post vaccine. So. Brian, you're muted. <laughs> How about now? There yeah, yeah, we got you. Good. All right. Smooth so I found the, I found the I found the name of the hop. Uh, it's Paradigm. 
which I've never oh, heard of. I, don't, I don't know if I've heard of that one. I, I went to look it up. Uh, so it is, <clears throat> you ready for this? It's, it's an aroma hop. We got herbal, peach, pear, dank, tropical, cotton candy, mint, papaya, spice, chamomile, caddy, spicy berry, jolly rancher, bubble gum, uh, lily, rich melon. <laughs> Are they just describing all hops? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Just, <laughs> yeah. It tastes like plant matter. <laughs> yeah. It's going to um, come out tasting like something. Yeah, <laughs> Amy, I, I, I heard you say that you liked uh, brewing pale ales a lot when I drive into. What's your favorite hop? Wait, did you say me or Gail? We both love pale ales. Oh, I, I think, well, Gail, Gail's a Sierra Nevada, right? Uh, and I have celebration in my fridge, and I heard you mention that. Uh, she earlier. did. Oh, I love that beer. Oh, that beer. I, I, that's 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 what winter is about for me. But didn't you say that, Amy? You. Uh, yeah. So I am so basic. My favorite hop is Citra, and I know that's basic, but I would love to bring up the Zappa hop, which is which is new-ish. Well, actually, old. It's a neo Mexicanus hop. So it's indigenous to America and it has been putting off some bomb ass flavors. We've been using it at Stormcloud a lot and holy cow, it's it's very hard to describe. It puts throughout the like during the brew, when you put it in, it smells like burning tire rubber, which does not sound appealing. <laughs> I know yeah. it's not appealing. But then, like the actual product the final results are phenomenal. And I, oh. one of my favorite descriptors that our brewers have started using, which is not a very specific descriptor at all is purple. It just tastes purple, but it's- That's what mosaic tastes like to me. Yeah, I just totally. purple. So uh, I, yeah, I, I that. I've been really digging the Zappa hop a lot lately. Oh, cool. I'll check but that I will out. Always I've, never girl. I've seen Zappa a few times. I've been, I've been curious. I've had it in my cart. You know, when buying uh buying brew supplies, but usually I'll overfill my cart and then I'll have to like pare things down. And be like, that's eh, a little much. Can't. I'm <laughs> so, all too familiar with that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've had I've had Zappa in the in the cart a few times. It just hasn't made the cut. But next no, time it's in there, I think really. we'll do it. Awesome. Well, cool. Yeah, sorry to butt in at the end of the stream and you know bombard everyone with questions, but that's uh, no, you're fine. I'm you're fine. Glad, glad to have you here. About. So, Gail, Amy, anything else you want to add before we wrap up? No? Not off the top of my head. <laughs> Thanks so really much for having out. us. Yeah. No, it, really it, it, Truly, it has you. been uh, great hanging out. Um, so, again, uh, we'll put some information in the post, uh, links after for everybody else, and then hopefully we'll uh, be able to spawn a couple other episodes off of this in the future. Um, that said, thanks everybody for tuning in. And I we will be back next week with homebrew review. I know that we've got a couple to try. Um, and if you're listening and you want us to drink your homebrew on air like we did last month, ping us on Facebook and we'll figure it out. Uh, in this COVID situation, one of us uh, will make arrangements to pick it up. So that said, thanks everybody. Cheers. Cheers. Good night, dude.